All right. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Kendrick Show. Show. It is a Boss Lady Monday, and we have a repeat guest here with us. You haven't even heard the first interview yet. Like, she's that much of a boss. I've got her back before you've even gotten to know her. Um, and we're in, we're in good old East Tennessee. I am in good old East Tennessee at my parents' house, so the, the surroundings look a little bit different. We're sitting out on the porch in 110-degree heat, so welcome to the South, y'all, which is kind of appropriate for our conversation, Dr. Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. I'm going to let Dr. Dion introduce herself to you because we're going to have probably the most candid conversation I've ever had. And I'm nervous, and, but I'm excited about having this conversation. So Dr. Dion, will you tell everyone what you do? Well, thank you so much for having me on. I, I want to acknowledge the fact that you're having this conversation. It's a difficult one, but I, I commend you because many people have this fear and and um, trepidations about uh, talking about race, and um, you're actually doing it and doing it live. So kudos to you. Thank you. So, so thanks for having me on. So in a nutshell, what I do, I actually specialize in diversity and inclusion. And what that means is I go into businesses, schools, I work with executives, I work with regular employees on how to mitigate bias in the workplace, how to manage conflicts, uh, whether it's about race, um, culture, language, um, aptitude, anything related to diversity, I will come in and, um, and, and assist in terms of, uh, it's one of two things, either I help in repairing situations and I'm often brought in just before something major happens like a lawsuit and they want to start cleaning it up or they, people have waited until the last minute and then they have to actually implement some kind of change after the fact. And um, in addition to that, I also do professional development trainings. Uh, so just in terms of just prevention before, before things get, get, get crazy. So that's, that's what I do. Okay, great. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about other than her expertise, why it was important for me to have Dr. Dion back even before you saw her first interview. Um, it's no secret that I live and breathe in the online world. I love the online world. I love the community. And it's not a secret unless you've been under a rock that there's been a lot of talk about racial equality, racial inequality, white privilege, emotional labor, white guilt, asking questions, not asking questions. And, and to be quite honest, I was confused. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, um, and so I went to someone that I respected very well, who was Dr. Dion, and I said, I'm confused. I want to have this difficult conversation. I'm scared to death, but I feel safe having it with you. And I think it needs to be had. So that's what she's doing here. It is for my education and for your education. And I don't care uh, what color your skin is. We can all educate ourselves a little bit more. And so that's why Dr. Dion is here. I'm going to ask some questions. This is not your typical fun uh, Kendrick Shope show. I'm going to ask some questions that uh, I want to know the answers to and that I trust Dr. Dion to answer and, and give it to me straight. So that's what we're gonna do here today. We're gonna talk about race. We're gonna talk about people of color. We're gonna talk about white people. And so if you're not into that, you need to go away. Um, <laughs> I, I do wanna set one boundary here because this is my place. This is not a space to tear people down. It's not what Dr. Dion's about. It's not what I'm about. I may make a mistake unintentionally. We're going to talk a little bit about intention and the questions that I ask and Dr. Dion will call me on it. Not my intention to hurt or be offensive, but what this is not the space for is to rip people apart, tear people apart. This is about learning and about having tough conversations. So that's my boundary. Dr. Dion, let's awesome. jump into it. 
Sounds good. And, and that's, that's how it begins, by setting boundaries and guidelines for behavior. Yeah. Expectations for, beha for behavior. So good for you. Thank you. So I want to talk, first of all, about white privilege. And I'm going to ask some really basic questions. Can you tell me, define, and, and, and I know I can Google this, but I want to hear it from the expert. What is white privilege? I'm going to give you the simplest, the most simplistic definition. It's the rights and privileges that white people have in this society just because of their skin color. Can you give me an example? So an example would be, uh, I'll, I'll give you a personal example. So if you and I uh, go into a store, and I'm, this, is, this sounds cliche, but it's true. If the two of us go into a, sh a store separately, or even together, I will be the one, be, I'll be followed, and you would be the one trusted. And that's just, that, that just happens. That's a, that's a typical thing. So on any given, any given day, whether I'm dressed right, like this in a dress professionally, or I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts or something, I inevitably will be looked at and will be scouted. I'll give you an example. Um, my daughter and I were in Barnes and Noble to pick up a book for her. Um, uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm calling, I'm, I'm not going to um, not share the names of some of these businesses because sure. I, cause, cause they need to be held accountable. Sure. And I, in that moment, I did, help, I did help the woman accountable. But anyway, I walked into the store. It's a huge Barnes and Noble. My daughter is an avid reader. She picked, I ordered a book, it was ready for to be picked up. We walked in, there was a, a clerk or a worker, I, I swear she was probably at least 80 yards away. But as we walked in, she looked at me, I looked at her, smiled, that was it. Then we went to go to a shelf to go pick up the book. And before I knew it, she was right behind us, just standing there staring at me. So I looked at her and I said, oh, I said, oh you got here pretty fast, are you, are you here to help us? And she was like, you could tell she was shocked, but she, she and I both know, both knew what was, what that was about. So that's an example of the privilege that unfortunately, um, or fortunately, <laughs> depends on who, who, who looks at it, <laughs> who, who benefits from it. It's, it's, it, it can be really, really daunting because at any given time, we have to be, as I'm saying, we as people of color have to be cognizant of where we are, what we're doing. My, my oldest daughter, the same one, she's 14. When we go into stores, I tell her, don't touch anything. Don't even put your hands in your pocket. Don't do it because people have the assumption that you are going to steal. And it's, it's a fact, it's a known fact. And, 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 and I will say that that, that that privilege is not afforded to us as it is afforded to people with, with, with whiter skin. And that is, that, that is the, the, the remnants of, of colonialism, of, 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 of white supremacy, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's all that. So it's, it's a reality that we, that we live with. And does that exist, so I know I, I talked about white privilege, does that exist in, and I, I don't know, so I'm asking, does that exist in any other, um, I guess minority, like is it, is it, so we're talking about people of color, but does that white privilege extend like, uh, I don't know, for example, to Jewish people or to women or no, it's just sort of a thing that, that we see more so with, that may be a stupid question, but no, does that make sense? Does no, that question no, make sense? No, no stupid questions. So, so if you can look at um, the, the, the spectrum, like we, uh, people, human beings um, fall along the spectrum of, of, of cues and Typically in history and even today, the lighter you are, the more right you are, the more accepted you are. And, and, and to answer your question, that even exists within it's my community. There are people, especially I'm my, my, like my friends from the Caribbean, if you go to the Caribbean, 
again, this is the remnants of colonialism where we've basically been indoctrinated that white is right, that lighter skinned children are, are treated differently or looked upon better and, and are seen as more beautiful because they're, because they're, they're closer to um, um, you know, the, the white, white features. That, I'm not saying for all, but that, but that is a typical thing. Actually, I had this conversation a couple weeks ago. We went up for dinner um, to my my um, to my cousin's house, and he's married to a his his wife is from um, Cape Verde, and we just spoke openly about this. And she basically shared that she was she was concerned about how dark or light her children would come out, and whether they'd be one one or the other, or different, or, or they'd be equally dark or equally light, because she knew she would she would hear stuff from from people. So. Okay. So, so it's, it's, it's a very common thing. It's sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious. Okay. So one of the, what I want to do is sort of get through some definitions like this, like what is, what is, what is, and then come back and talk about solutions. Cause I think, you know, even with, when sales school, the very first lesson we teach is what is the definition of selling? Because you can, you go spend seven weeks learning about something. I need to make sure we're all on the same page. Right. So for the, the points of this discussion, okay. White privilege. Great. We've defined what is white guilt? Can I extend that question back to you? Yeah, I can tell you what I think. I, 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 I think I think I think we better it'd be better if you answer that because um, I'm not I'm not a white person. Okay. Um, and I know that we've had conversations in the past. Not to put you on the spot, but I think I think it's instructive if it comes from you, and then I can I can I can then you know just kind of we'll have a conversation. So from my point of view, white guilt is the gut-wrenching feeling that people, I, I guess white people feel. I, I have felt when you look at the history of the way uh, people of color were treated in the past, um, it, I think it means something. So I think it means maybe more different things to different people. So from my point of view, it is, a, a, I don't think it, I don't think it does anybody any favors. I don't think guilt is ever a good thing, but I think that it is the guilt that we feel when we see the way that our ancestors treated people of color and their ancestors. And you, re, you know, as you educate, as I educate my daughter about the history of our country, and we read a book recently and it, it, it talked about, um, a, a, an African-American family growing up in the 50s and 60s and it was her first dinner she's like what's the KKK because mm -hmm. the KKK was in the book and it was recommended reading by her school and I instantly I believe felt white guilt I was sick at my stomach and I thought how do I tell my 10 year old daughter what this is but it's a conversation we need to have and 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 so I think it's um maybe shame and maybe some uh, it's gut-wrenching to me, the feeling that it evokes when I look back at history and I, I, I read things and I see things and, and I don't, yeah, so that's, that's my answer. I don't know that that's the right answer, but that's my experience with it. Well, and, and I like you, I'm glad you said that because in these conversations, there's, no, there's not necessarily right or wrong, there's experiences that we have. And I don't have the right to tell you that your experience is, is wrong. I have to validate your experience. If that, if that makes sense. The worst thing you can do is tell somebody, you know, you shouldn't feel that way, but I do feel that way. So you're telling me I shouldn't feel that way. So now, now what, what, what does that leave me? I'm holding the bag. What, 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 what do I do with that information or the, or that experience now? So absolutely. Um, you are entitled to feel that way. And so to answer your question, 
and you basically touched on it. It's, 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 it's the shame. It's the, it's the fear. Uh, it's the wish for things to just be perfect and, and normal and equitable uh, that a lot of white people feel when talking about issues of race and, and when thinking about the history, slavery in, in particular, and, and how uh, black people were treated. And, you know, we don't have to go into it. We, we know the history. So, and I, and I think it, it, a lot of it is about the fact that you can't change it. You can't go back and change it. So when we, when we do something that's wrong, we feel guilty. And, and if, if it's possible, we go back and we write that wrong with that person. We, we, we speak to that person. We say, we're, we're sorry. But in terms of history, how many hundreds of years of slavery, how do you write that wrong? As you as a person, how do you do that? So, and in and, and, and thinking of trying to solve that problem or, or that wrong, it, it's, it's gotta be, feel like a mountain to climb because how do you as one person solve that problem? The answer is you can't in terms of the history. But what you can do today moving forward, and this is for you and, and, and any other pers uh, white person or whoever who, who really wants to be an ally in terms of um, the fight against oppression, the fight against um, racism and, and bigotry, is to stand up and to have these kind of conversations as you're doing and to, and to, and to fight um, bigotry as you see it, call it when you see it, and don't let that kind of thing breed itself around you. And, and, and that's the way you start to really, really, um, you know, just make a difference in your own little enclave, if, if, so to speak. Okay, great. So then I want to talk about one more definition, and then I want to get into some, to some, some harder conversations. Tell me about the term emotional labor. The, the, in other words, so let me, let me back up. So I saw a lot of, of conversation in the online world recently as this whole topic began to, to un, uh, um, develop. And, and I will say, and this is again, my experience only, but you know, you have people from all over. So, so there was this, this conversation, conversation about and the way I, the way I, word emotional, emotional labor, labor was, that was that women of color women of color education, education to, to white women, white women about, their about their experience about the pain about that pain they feel, feel about being discriminated against, against and that, that we, as, we, women, as white women should, should pay physical pay money for this education now i'm all for paying people for their um for their knowledge and for their service and for absolutely, I, 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 that's not what I'm saying, but it was a term I'd never heard of before. In other words, for us having a conversation like this, Dr. Dion, which you agreed to enter into, anybody who, if I understood it correctly, anybody who watches this video, who learns from you, should then send you money to pay for your emotional labor. Is that, it, I, it's new to me. Is that something you've heard of before? I've never heard that ever. I'm not, I don't know what that is. And, and, and I'm not being paid for this interview. <laughs> right. You're not, no, you're not. No. Um, I've never heard of that. Okay. And I, I don't know what the origins are. I think you kind of did cut out a little bit, but I did, I think you did hear that. I think I did hear you say that it's, it's, it's the education that's provided to white people from people of color. And if they're providing information, to a white person, they should be compensated. Is that was that was that's, that? What, that's the way I understood it. It's a new term to me. So that's the way I understood it. That's very new to me. I I, I don't know. I can't comment on that necessarily. I don't know what the premise is. 
Um, but I, I will say, you know, if, if you know, I, I, I have a business. So, uh, for example, yesterday was on the weekend, I had this very conversation. I was compensated for, for the conversation, for, for the, the keynote speech I delivered. Today, I'm having a conversation with you, and I don't expect a penny back. So I, and, and it's, we're all engaging in emotional labor at this very moment. So for me to be sitting here educating you and then to, and, and, and to all of a sudden expect money, and especially, and I'm an expert in this area. I don't know what the credentials are of other people. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not following that. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't, yes, yeah. I just okay. have to, I don't, know, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it sounds a little off to me. Okay, great. So let's talk then, let's move in. So we've done some definitions here. Let's talk about solutions. So I will tell you that um, the way I got drawn into the conversation uh, was, and, 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 and I will say, maybe this is, this is white guilt, but I try to avoid conversations where, avoid is not the right word, let me back up. But I, I think twice about conversations where I may say something that could be offensive. I hope we all do, whether, we're, whether I'm talking to a man, a woman, you know, you don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to be offensive, ever. And I thought, and this is a, this is a, probably ignorance on my part, but I, I didn't think I, I, I was a super offensive person. I thought that I was um, an advocate of all people, of equality. And I got drawn into this conversation through some people pointing out biases that I may have had that I was unaware of. And so I reacted to that. I was, and I'm being super honest, I was offended. You know, when you get tagged, you're exhibiting racist behavior or behavior that is blatantly racism or whatever the word was, because semantics matter in this. I was shocked because I, I didn't, I was unaware that my behavior could have been considered racist in hindsight or racism, that they were very, the person was very specific to say the word racism. So in hindsight, I, I get it and I've learned. However, my question is, how do we how do how do we you know what i'm going to back up how do we become part of the solution rather than part of the problem like for example if my intentions and intentions may not matter but are well and good and i want to be an advocate what 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 does this make sense i'm fumbling all over myself no it does <laughs> you're so sweet it does make sense and intention is important and I will say to you that if you're a human being, it is, imp it is impossible, and this is a human being regardless of race, class, gender, or sexual orientation, it is impossible not to make mistakes. It is impossible not to offend other people. So let's just get that on, 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 on the, off the table. Because if you're human, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have missteps. I still, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be an expert in this area, and I still, I still have missteps at times. So, so the goal is, after you've discovered that you've made a mistake and somebody brings it to your attention, you apologize and you say, I, I apologize for offending you. Um, please help me understand what I did to offend you. And once that's done, it's done. You keep it okay. moving. And I, and, I, and, I, and I literally said this on the weekend as well, because sometimes you have to look at how people approach you and you have to look at how people call you on things and, and what they say to you. Because I'll tell you something, even if you make a mistake, it does not give anybody the right to jump on you, call you names, uh, you know, just belittle you, be abusive. It doesn't, it does, it, it, even people who kill people still have rights, right? Don't they? They, they still do. have, they still have the due process. They still get the Miranda rights. They have rights all the way through the system. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm analog analogizing that because if you do something wrong, just say you're sorry. And I'll tell you something, even when you do say you're sorry, there's some people who just, they just, they just want to be right. They want to keep you on the hook for whatever reason. And those kind of people, you can't, you can't please them regardless. So just say you're sorry, try and change the behavior for next time and forgive yourself and move on. Otherwise you're going to be in like all twist and turned and feeling like you're insecure and walking on eggshells and, and being afraid to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. And, and, and you, I cannot expect you as a white woman to understand me as a black person in terms of my, my experiences. So this is, this, this kind of conversation is important because we're having a dialogue and I, in my book, it's not always racist, but sometimes it is. I, 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 I talk about this example. So, I have two kids. You're also a mom. We both, we're both married. Our husbands went through the pregnancies with us. It doesn't matter how close our husbands are to us, and they are. They will never know what it's like to have a baby. Amen. They can say, oh, yeah, we understand. The they will never know because why? They have not been in our bodies. So I, I, so I liken that to us. You will never know what it's like to be a person of color. As a person of color, it's, it is a little different. I remember we had a conversation before and, we, we and, and there was a comment that was made about, um, um, you know, I can't remember what it was, not necessarily you, but, it, but someone I says- said oh, it. I said it, I, I believe I said it. In the same token, um, I don't believe that it's possible for you to fully understand what it's like to be a white woman. Uh, something yeah. like that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And, and, I, and I did kind of challenge you on that. You did. You did. And, and, and I will tell you that because of the way the world is structured, we have to know you. We have to know the system. In order to navigate and survive, we have to be educated on, 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 on what to do. So, you know, the, the, with the, the police shootings, for example, and, and people talking about educating their, their black boys and their black, girl, their, their black, boy, black girls about how do you interact with, with the police? We have to have that education. So, so it's, not a, it's not necessarily a level playing field in, the, in, in that um, it's, it's okay um, um, for you not to know us. We have to know you. And so it's, and it's not equal in that manner, if, if that makes, if that makes sense. Make sense. Of course it does, yeah. And that goes back to the, that goes back to, to the privilege. Yeah. And that goes back to, for example, the Starbucks incident where, you know, just because this woman, these are people sitting there just minding their own business, waiting for a white colleague. And this, 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 the, the white worker decided she's going to, she's going to power trip. And I, and I, I think it was unconscious bias, maybe in the beginning, but that was an abuse of power. Yeah. I think she should have been fired. She was, it, it may have been unconscious in the beginning, but she made a series of conscious decisions. She walked over to the phone, she picked it up, she called the police, she said what she said. She was very cognizant of, of, what, of what she was doing. And, and that was for sure a, 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 an incident of racism. So let me ask about, in, in your professional experience, when you go into, and I know the goal is to go in before, but when you go into a business where there's been an incident, where you, you, you what, where some, you know, where you're, you're going in basically to educate and to fix and to, what is the goal? It, 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 you know, I, I guess it depends on situation to situation, but what is the, the overall goal where you're like, if we've learned this and we've learned this and we've learned this, and it may not be that at all, but then the people, are, you know, have what they need in order to maybe be rid of some of those unconscious bias and to make intelligent, more intelligent choices than they were before. Okay. What is the, the, the level of education? Does that make sense? So, absolutely. So, so it's, it's raising awareness. It's teaching proper conflict 
mediation, conflict resolution, and, and addressing conflicts, how do you engage in constructive dialogue? And, 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 and ultimately, how do you work together cohesively as a team and not let those kind of issues kind of permeate into your, into your, into your, your workplace environments, your, your teams, and so on, because it, it, it festers and it, it, it just it hurts the bottom line of any company. If, you're, if your people are not getting along, then they're acting out, they're, they're, having, they're having chaos, and that affects, that takes away from the time that they're being productive and ultimately hurts your, hurts your dollar amount. So, so, so definitely it's, it's multifaceted. And, and, and actually the, the lovely thing that I love is that, is that every environment is different as I walk in. So, um, but the goal is harmony and, and to help achieve um, um, mutual respect and understanding amongst different people. I'm going to ask your opinion. Is harmony possible from a, um, uh, I don't know the word, from a, from a national standpoint? So the goal is harmony, right, when you go into businesses. From a national, from the United States of America standpoint, with all the problems that we have related to race specifically, because that's what we're talking about, is harmony mm -hmm. possible, do you think? You know what? I, I think, it, I, I, I can't say that... Um, that it's an ultimate destination because I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think we're even close to arriving to that destination. However, I do see um, baby steps in terms of how to make things better. And, I, and so it goes back to in our, in our own specific little areas. If we um, leave this conversation, we go back to our respective workplaces, our neighborhoods, and we do our, our part to, to help um, you know, make things better, then I think hopefully, you know, it's like, you know, those, those, those um, like those Venn diagrams, like you have your little diagram that might over time, over time we're going to overlap and, and we're going to get a lot better. So, so I'm not sitting here thinking, uh, you know, being idealistic or, or completely overly optimistic thinking, okay, everything's going to be perfect and harmonious because wherever you find people, you're going to find conflict. That's just, that's just inevitable. The goal is basic respect. It's basic respect. And I will say that even when I go into these environments and I'm teaching about respect and intercultural dialogue and constructive criticism, that kind of stuff, there are people who will not get it right away. There, people are on a, on a, on a, are on a, on a particular um, continuum. So from, from ignorance to enlightenment. So anywhere along that line that people fall. So if I come in and I say my piece and that person is completely ignorant, they just may, they just may dismiss everything that I say. Whereas there may be somebody who's at the other spectrum, at the end of the spectrum, and they're completely enlightened and say, oh, yes, you know, yeah, 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 I, she's, what she's saying is validating what I know. So my goal is never to indoctrinate. My goal is to, here you go, here's, here's the information I'm presenting to you. You can eat it up as you see fit. And I'll tell you, Kendrick, there are times where I've done trainings, and I've been doing this for a very long time, where people have emailed me like five years later and have said, you know what, Dion? Now I know what you're talking about. Now I understand because life has taught them what I was, what I was teaching them. Yeah. So, so, again, so again, you don't want to get into, I'm trying to convince you I'm not this, I'm not that. Say your piece, move on, because ultimately life is going to teach those people. Not, you don't, that's not your goal to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So I'm curious about, from ignorance to enlightenment is kind of a spectrum, right? I mean, people would fall different places on the, on, I'm thinking of sort of like a line and you would fall different places based on your life experiences, based on whatever. And so I'm curious about, for people who, for white people who believe they, 
No, let me ask a different question. How do you know when you're there? How do you know when you are enlightened? How do you know when you, and maybe by the simple act of asking this question means you're not there, but how do you know, you know what? Okay, I get it. I understand what, is there a way to know? Um, it's, it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing conversation with yourself about what your beliefs are, what you think when you see somebody of a particular race, what kind of response do you get? Do you get that fight or flight unnecessarily when they're not necessarily a threat? It's, it's, it's a very personal journey. And so really everybody knows at the end, I always say at the end of the day, when, but before you about to fall asleep and you're looking up in, you know, the, in the dark and you and that's that, that quiet moment, you know, you can, you can do an assessment of your heart. Got and it. if you recognize, and if you recognize, and I actually said this on the weekend at, at um, at that um, place where I was, you have to really, really be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I don't like that person. Why don't I like that person? Why is that person triggering this in me? And it's a constant self-analysis. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a self-reflection. It's a personal conversation because if you don't do it, then of course, what you think is going to come out. And if you, and I'm sure we've seen publicly, there are people and they actually researched shows us that when you're under stress, when you're under stress or you are cognitively um, preoccupied, what you really think comes out. Wow. Yeah. And we've seen many times. So if you don't do the work quietly on your own before you get into those moments, that, that's what happens. So how many times have people gotten in a situation where, they, where, they, where they've been in trouble? Because you know what, you've said, you've, you've said things and you have not necessarily assessed what, what they are and you believe things that you have not assessed them or even checked them at the door where you should, what you should be doing. So it's an ongoing process. So my next question is, is not gonna come out probably the way I intend for it to come out, but that's okay. We're having a real honest conversation. So I, 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 I'm curious about people who want to do the right thing who believe all men and women are created equal, right? I mean, kind of the founding fathers, you know, men, all men are created equal. We extended that to women. Um, we're all entitled to life, liberty, pursuit of, the ha pursuit of happiness to people who think that they, I was one of these people. That's why I'm asking this. So who, who believe that I'm an ally of all people, of diversity, of acceptance, of love, and then if you get drawn into a conversation, because there's always room to learn, I know that, but, but uh, mm, based on our conversations, what would you say your next step is? If you think you're there, if you think you're enlightened, if you think you're, you know, um, an ally of diversity, and then, and then you get drawn into a conversation where perhaps people say you're not you're not doing things. I, I, I guess the, ne the next step would be evaluate that behavior and see how they got, are you, because sometimes you're di di distributing racist behavior and don't know it. Well, it's, 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 it's a continuous conversation. It's asking questions and it's, okay. and it's asking people, okay, so please help me. But you have to also speak to the right people and, and the people who actually want to help you. So for example, so you just said something and I'm going to just lovingly address it. So um, people who believe in, you know, that um, the, 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 um, human rights and everyone's equal. So when this country was founded, black people were not considered equal. No, they right? were. Right? They were considered like three-fourths three of, 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 of a man. Yes. So, so in, in that context, it, so, so that's not where we all start. That, that is not where we all started. And, 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 and I'm saying that because people still believe that. 
Like I saw this, and I'm gonna call him an idiot. He's an idiot. He's running for, um, he's a white nationalist. He did an interview last week with this, this, this biracial woman. Did you see that? No. And I can't remember what his name is. And, and I'm actually happy because I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily want those kinds of names and indelible in, um, messages in my, in my head. But nonetheless, he made the point um, that black people were less intelligent than white people and said to the biracial um, um, interviewer that um, she, he made the comment. She says, well, I'm, I, she goes, well I'm, I'm from, I went to Harvard. And then he turned around and said to her, well, it was your, basically that was your, it was your white blood. It was your white side that made you successful and intelligent. This is, this is a, a, a fool, I'm sorry, that's running oh, cool. for right now. There are eight white nationalists who believe this junk who are running for office right now in 2018. So to answer your question, and I'm, I'm getting a little hot because I, no. I, think it's just, I think it's outrageous and those people should not have a platform to even run. I agree. Here. So to answer your question, it's what are you doing in your own circles? Like how are you, how are you giving back? How are you fighting, quote, unquote, the system? How, what are you, how are you helping people? And, and I'll, I'll give you an example that I shared again. I, so I, so I'm, I keep referring back to what happened on the weekend because I, I'm speak, I, I went to an event, I delivered a keynote address to about 200 mostly white women and I had this very conversation with them. And in, in my speech, I talked about this scenario that happened to me, I'll tell you very quickly. About 15 years ago, when I started my, my, my master's um, degree, I was thinking about the, the, the doctor program. I called the, the graduate coordinator of, a, of, a, of the school, told her at that time, I was actually interested in black males because I was teaching black males at special education at the time. And she excitedly invited me to her office the following Monday. Oh, come on down, come on down, that'd be great. Da, da, da. So I showed up the Monday for the, for the, for the, for the one o'clock appointment and knocked on the door and she opened the door complete shock and said to me, who are you? I told her my name. We had an appointment. She goes, hold on a second. She shut the door. I waited about 15 minutes. She came back to the door, opened the door and then goes uh, 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 like on her hand. Like, who are you again? And I said, again, I'm Dion Wright. Da, 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 da. This is before I was married. I'm here for the doctor program, my appointment. So she, at that point I walked into her office. There's, African artifacts all around. You could smell the incense, scent, scent, um, you could in, incense and just, you know, just, oh, everything's all wonderful. I'm so worldly. She walked me over to a table, Kendrick, and I'm not joking. She pulled out a post-it note and said, here's the number for a minority program at, at this particular university. And when you call them, be sure to tell them that you're black because you sound white over the phone. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sharing that example because that it was actually, it was a, it was a white woman whom, who was in a position of power as a graduate coordinator, who basically was consuming my culture, African artifacts everywhere. I later learned that she was actually also consuming my men, black men. <laughs> so, but, but yet here you are an opportunity to actually help one of the women of the culture you're consuming and you chose not to. And that is the, that is the, the, the very definition of race, racism, what she did there. So I'm sharing that because there are people who are outright hypocrites who are just take, 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 take a culture, a black culture of, of whatever. And, and they're not even thinking about what they're doing and the responsibility. And then there are people like you 
who really want to make a difference, who really are, are curious and, and who really want to help out. So I'm, I'm, I share that example because, because you can do things. If you're in a position of authority, of, of power, um, influence, you can find a way to pay it forward. You can find a way to help other people. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It, it makes perfect sense. So it sounds, and, and again, I, I'm so thankful uh, for the space and for you being here and having this conversation. And it, it, it sounds to me like uh, I'm, I'm also encouraged, I, I will say, because I, as, I, as, I, as I confess to you on the phone, I was discouraged. And it's not, this is not about me, but it was my experience. I was discouraged because I felt like the conversation at least from, from what, from, from my point of view, it was getting more and more volatile in general. And, 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 and anytime you tell someone, this is my opinion, but anytime you tell someone, go educate yourself when they're trying to educate themselves by learning, by asking questions. I mean, you're not obligated to answer the question. I get that. You know, there are times when people ask me questions and I'm like, Oh my God, if I have to talk about one more sales thing, I'm going to explode. I, my mind needs a break. And it is up to me to, to, to say, not right now, not ever, not whatever. But, 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 but I was hearing a whole lot of go educate yourself, go read, go Google, go whatever. And, and personally, I'm thinking, oh my God, I read all the time. Like, I need to have some interaction so somebody can course correct me if I'm off. Yes. And, and I, to your point, there's theory and then there's practice. Everybody can go and go to the internet and, and, yes. and read a book and get the theory. But the, the, the challenges, and, 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 and this is what I'm trained to do, is to bridge the, the gap between theory and practice. How do you operationalize what you've learned in, from the text? How do you actually put that into practice? Which is not, a, which is not an easy thing to do. So, so for someone to say, go educate yourself, it is kind of dismissive because you're not being shown how to. And, and, and I, know, I, I know who you are, I know your heart, and I know you're well-intentioned, and I know you're well-read. So which means that if you're still falling short in terms of understanding, in terms of how to operationalize it, then, then I have no problems, case in point, I'm here, having the conversation is how to bridge that gap between what you've learned and what you know and how to put it in practice and how to put it in context in terms of how people are treated and help and, and what behaviors, what, what, what some behaviors mean and what they don't mean. And it's, and, it's, and it's a constant conversation. It's not one conversation. It's a constant conversation. Well, and don't you think that these conversations that again, you're, you're doing, uh, you I'm not compensating you. You're doing for free, but these conversations plant seeds that allow people to say, okay, I need to know more. I need help with the application. I'm going to hire someone like Dr. Dion, or, I mean, I would think that the, you know, again, Nobody's forcing anybody to have a conversation, but, but I do think that if you decide to have the conversation, it plants the seeds that shows people who maybe are well-intentioned, you need some help with application. You know, that, that then leads to, to people reaching out and saying, hey, I need help. Hey, my company needs help. Or am I coming about that wrong? Am I misunderstanding? Do you agree You're with absolutely that? Right. You're absolutely right. It's, 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 a, it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process. One of the things I love about the online industry, just in general, and this doesn't really have anything to do with race at all, but is about how much free content there is. You know, I, a lot of the people I work with are uh, very worried about coming across as icky, sleazy, slimy, pushy from a sales perspective. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things we talk about is you're in the right industry because this industry preaches give, 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 give. 
which is a sales tactic. You seed plant, you seed plant, you seed plant, and you show people that they need some help. And so to take this back to the conversation we're having, um, you know, go educate yourself. I think that it, it almost is anti what the online industry is. Of course, I want to educate myself, but, but I, I, I need to understand where I need to educate, who I need to hire to educate me, who, you know, that we learn by asking questions. So again, I'm so thankful for you being here and having this conversation. I want to talk about one other thing real quickly because you and I spoke briefly about it and I don't know a lot about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know a lot about a lot, about a lot. I don't know a lot about a lot. How professional is that? <laughs> Welcome to the club. You talked to me a little bit about, um, you know, their extremes on any side of any argument, right? Uh, extreme mm -hmm. opinions, extremes in the way people handle it. And you said, even you as an, even though you're an expert, despite being an expert in this field, despite being uh, the person who goes in and handles this for companies, even you have been the reciprocate of some really harsh feedback in your life from people of color, right? Oh yeah. Uh -huh. So talk Absolutely. to me about that. Like we've talked about the white perspective, but I'm also interested in just the whole spectrum of anger because I think that helps us understand and grow too. So, so part, you and I both know part and parcel of being, of being in the public, so to speak, and putting yourself out there is that you're going to be open to criticism. And that just, that's just a normal thing. Um, yeah, indeed. I have definitely, I've been accused of, of acting white, um, whatever that means, uh, sounding white, whatever that means. I've been told, uh, that I, um, my husband must be, must be white because I'm, because I'm so liberal, uh, or because I'm, I can see both sides. Uh, my husband is a black man. I'm proud. I'm a proud black woman. I'm proudly married to a black man. And, and people don't understand it. You can be you can love who you are as a person and love your race, but still be open to other people. And that's the way I live my life. That's how I was, that's how I was raised. So absolutely, I have been, you know, the recipient, I'm not gonna say the victim because you're not gonna victimize me. I have been the recipient of, of blatant ignorance. And again, it's like, say your piece, I'm gonna say my piece, and you can say whatever you want, but you, you do not have a right to abuse me. You will not, I don't care what it is, who you are, I'm setting that boundary as you did in the beginning, which is correct. Even if I do something wrong, and if you look at me, you think I'm a certain way, you don't have a right to step to me any way you want to, because I'll let you know exactly what, 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 what gives and what, what is appropriate, what's not appropriate. And so it's a matter of setting those boundaries for yourself. And, um, and uh, I think about my, my wise aunt used to always say, because somebody throws you a, throws you a ball, doesn't mean you have to catch it. Yeah. In other words, if you keep responding to all the junk from people that people dump on you, then you're going to be just, uh, you know, just blowing in the wind left, right, and center. And you're not going to, you and you won't be centered. You won't be anchored. And you have to look at the motivations of people. There are people who look at you. You're a good looking woman. I'm a good looking woman. Yes. We'll say that. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, both, we're both successful. And there are people who are, regardless of gender, regardless of race, who are envious of that. And so if they can't compete with you on an intellectual level, if they can't um, compete with you on a, on a, on a professional level, then, then what's the best way to cut you to somebody down? To talk about their looks or to find something really, really insignificant to make themselves feel better. So there are a lot of people who are walking around who are wounded and who are in pain. And so that's why it goes back to what I was saying. You cannot just take somebody else's opinion and let someone make you feel bad for something that you've done wrong because you don't know what their motivation is. And if they and if they and if they if they really are well-intentioned and have good motivations for you, 
they will take that moment to explain to you, you know what, this is how I interpret it. This is how I think you can do differently and stay there and work through it with, with you. Not just say, go, go read a book or that's, that's dismissive. And it does, it does nothing in terms of healing, whatever strife conflict has, that has occurred between the, between the two of you. If that, if that makes I sense. I love that. I love that. And I had a light bulb moment. So here's proof that having conversations like this leads to better understanding, leads to better questions, leads to everyone, um, what everyone, you know, becoming more enlightened on the spectrum from ignorance to enlightened. So as you were talking, this was my light bulb moment. At the top of the, the, the show, we talked a little bit about white guilt. And you asked me, you know, what, what, what my definition of white guilt was. And I realized in this conversation, when you're talking about your experience and setting boundaries and, you know, you, you can say your piece, but nobody has the right to victimize you. You can say uh -huh. your piece. I realized right then that part of white guilt presents itself for me. Uh, I'm not the expert on, on white guilt, but for me, part of white guilt has presented itself and I'm going to stop because it doesn't do me any favors. It doesn't do you any favors. It doesn't do the, the conversation any favors, but it's, it presents itself by me saying, um, if someone calls, um, uh, says something inappropriate or says something that's just downright mean in the context of race to me, I say, I, I back off. You know, I say, I may ask questions and I may want to learn, but I don't set the healthy boundaries for myself to say, actually, it's not okay to talk to me like that. You know, like I'm happy to have an intellectual conversation. I want to learn, but it's not okay for you to say you're a Southern white, blah, 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 blah. That's not mm -hmm. a Southern and white. I am those things, but fill in the blank with something ugly. You know, like if we can't treat each other with respect, which is how I would handle any other topic. That's right. And so the light bulb is, that's what white guilt is. I feel guilty. I'm afraid I'm going to piss somebody off and I don't want to piss somebody off, but, I, but it's not doing the cause any favors by, because I, I wouldn't allow anybody to say anything like that to me in any other area of my life. So I need to conduct myself and set the same boundaries and say, look, I'm going to show up and I'm going to give you all I got. I'm going to open my heart and I'm going to make mistakes, but by God, no, you can't call me that. That's just there not you go. Absolutely. And it, love it just happened through this conversation that I got there. So thank I'm, you very much. <laughs> I'm so glad you had that epiphany. I, I, again, we're gonna make mistakes regardless of, of what, what the topic is and no one has the right to abuse you. I think they, that, no that is, um, yeah. I think that's a po really powerful thing. I'm, I'm going to, um, I know you have work to do. I'm gonna let you get back to your work, but I, I wanna tell you my takeaways because I want you to know um, how much I, I have said it, but I want you to know what I've learned from you giving of your time today. Number one, I've learned what I just said, that regardless of the topic, we still need to treat each other with respect and you need to set mm -hmm. boundaries for yourself. Number two, I've learned that um, I have a further responsibility than maybe I knew by someone who has a small platform to have these conversations despite being scared, despite, you know, the, the fear, I, it is my obligation to, to do what I can to make it better. And to say, uh, you know, I'm never going to be never say never, but I'm never going to be the person who, who says like your experience where someone says, go call the minority hotline. I'm, I'm more involved than that, but I mm -hmm. still have opportunities where I can help. And, and, and so how do we help, you know, through the platform, through everything we can do, what, so that's, that's a place I'm going to ask some questions I'm going to ask myself. Um, number three thing that I've learned is that 
surrounding yourself with people who are open and honest and willing to call you. Like, for example, when I said the founding fathers and you said, I'm going to lovingly, you know, call you, not call you out, but maybe that's what you said. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Lovingly sort of redirect you there is the people that I want to surround myself with. You know, I, I, and, and, and you have just role modeled that beautifully. I've learned a lot about definitions and about the semantics and how we talk, but I think just hearing you say, we're all going to screw up and, and apologize and do better. And you know, your heart, it all of a sudden makes all of this sort of feel, I have a lot more hope than I had when we came into the top of the hour. So thank you. Well, that's well, thank you. And thank, thank you again for having this conversation because it's important to have. And it, it doesn't happen like this, as we've seen, so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for anybody watching, um, again, the boundaries for this are, I welcome your comments on this Facebook page, but I will delete um, comments. I'm setting boundaries if you're going to be ugly, because it just doesn't carry the conversation any forward. If, if, I don't care if they're about me. I don't care if they're about Dr. Dion. And, I, and if you're going to get upset, just know that I don't have room for that in my life, and she doesn't either. We want to be nope. part of the solution. <laughs> We're willing to have the conversation, but I'm not willing to, to, to engage in bitching each other out back and forth. It's not what this is yeah. this, this that needs. Yeah, I, I, I'm not willing to go into any pig pen and play Definitely. in the mud. There you go. I don't like the mud. I don't even like the outdoors. So there you go. I'm fabulous in the mud. <laughs> as fabulous as we would be in the mud, Dr. Dion and Kendrick are not going there. So if you want to stay in the mud and tear people down, do it on somebody else's page. I hear you. I hear you. Dr. Well, Dion, thank you so much. How can people find you? We'll put the link, but tell us, tell how can people okay. find you if this conversation. Okay, well, I, I have a podcast as yep. well. Uh, and you've been on that as well. So it's called The Dr. Dion Show. It airs every Friday on iTunes. And um, my business is called Poulton Consulting Group. And um, you can just go on PultonConsultingGroup.com and you can reach out to me. Uh, my email is Dion at PultonConsultingGroup.com. And my, uh, yeah. if you want to reach me, you can reach out to Kendrick <laughs> as well. But all my information is, uh, is, is on um, my website. And also the, the easiest way to reach me is on LinkedIn. That's I, okay. I'm always on LinkedIn. And it's at Dr. Dion Poulton. So. so I'll go back into this interview and do all the hyperlinks so everybody can find you. Um, and as well, you're absolutely always welcome to reach out to me. I'm happy to uh, put you in touch with this woman. She's an expert in this. She is, this is what she does for a living. So, and I, and, and she comes as highly recommended as anybody I've ever, ever recommended. She will get you where you need to be. Thank you so much for this. Thank you, Kendrick. Great to see you. Good to see you. I believe in you. And I believe in your business and I believe in your ability, no matter what color you are, to change this world. Ask questions, have hard conversations, do the right thing. Y'all have a great day. <laughs>